Welcome to Day Fighters, yes. the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Young. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have flipped through the index of the Encyclopedia of Time to find two likely looking entries with which to entertain you for the next few minutes. And what you mean by that is Wikipedia pages for events that yes. occurred on this day. Yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> we didn't even go to a book. No. Uh, <laughs> I am going to take you to the 5th of April 1242 when it was the battle on the ice which is like Disney on ice but more horrifying because everyone dies <laughs> but less horrifying and the impact it'll probably have on your children uh, <laughs> uh, it was part of the Northern Crusade because the Northern Crusade was when the popes realised hey crusades are brilliant we don't just have to use them against Muslims in the Middle East we can use them against French people we can use them against Russian people we can use them against Eastern Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox Christians so they had the Albigensian Crusade the Northern Crusade lots of different crusades against anyone who a pope was a bit cross with um, so, <laughs> in 1242, the Teutonic Knights were fighting the Novgorodians, which is oh, essentially yeah. what we'd call Russians now, uh, in Livonia, which is made up of what's pretty much now the Baltic states. So, this is near uh, Riga, this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they're fighting each other to convert them to proper Christianity, not the stupid Christianity they believe in. Uh, and the... it's always it's always a good idea to beat people into submission to the love of God. <laughs> that was pretty much the only uh, way we had of doing it. I think up until the, the, the recent past. Now they try. God loves <laughs> you. Can't you feel it? He loves you. I you feel that love. <laughs> <laughs> He's merciful. <laughs> Two on two others! Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Alexander Nevsky, who you might have heard of, because uh, nope. Prokofiev wrote... Uh, oh. Prokofiev? Uh, yes, Prokofiev wrote um, a ballet? I don't know, wrote something about Alexander Nevsky. Oh, yeah. anyway, Alexander Nevsky was the leader of the Novgorodians, and he drew the overconfident crusader Teutonic Knights uh, onto a lake. And he said, come and chase us over this lake. I bet you can't catch us. And they ran out and their heavy armour didn't do them any good when they were out there. Uh-uh. Despite that. So they spent, he let them fight for two hours with his infantry, but the heavy armour made all the Teutonic Knights fall over and just lie on the ice going, I can't get up off the ice because of my stupid heavy armour. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then he I'm just sent people to stab them. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Wow, I'm hearing yakety sax yeah. going. You know. um, so Alexander Nevsky, there was a film made about him by Eisenstein in 1938, uh, which was pretty much uh, the Teutonic Knights were the Nazis and the Nevsky was the Russians. Um, oh, this right. was back when they That's hated clever, the Nazis. He was very clever, clever, wasn't he? Yeah, with his films. And that had the Prokofiev score, which he went on to. Oh, look, there's a lovely buzzing in the background. That's the outside world. I hope that goes away. Um, yeah. So Prokofiev wrote. What is that? That, I believe, is my next-door neighbour running his motorbike out of his shed. Because when, one thing you want to do in your, when you're in isolation is to definitely make mm. sure that your motorbike doesn't not make noise at any point. Yeah, you've got to check the noise-making capabilities <laughs> of all your machinery every day. Oh, good. Anyway, and so the the Teutonic Knights <laughs> tried to get away and then the ice broke underneath them and they all drowned. Uh, that's the battle on the ice. Wow. That probably didn't happen that end, but they put it into the film. I think we think that right. was just in the film. That there's no real documentation of that. Okay. Well, are we going to plough on and pretend this noise isn't happening? Yes, let's do it. They can. I think they we are. might as well. I'm yeah. sure you can filter that out. Yeah. No problem. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
There he goes. Oh, brilliant. Off he goes. Good. Well, on that note, I will take you to the 5th of April, mm-hmm. 1946. Ooh. And uh, a Wellington bomber uh, crashes into a residential area in Rabat, oh. in Malta. Rabat? I don't know. Uh, during a training exercise, and uh, four, four crew members die. 16 civilians. Uh, it was it was made by Vickers Armstrong. Mm. Uh, now, they built Not the very Vickers well, apparently. Well, no. I mean, it was okay. Uh, that, that bomber was, uh, I, I think, the only British bomber that was produced g- for the duration of the Second World War. Oh. And was produced in a greater quantity than any other British-built bomber, which means it probably was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm just churning them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just keep falling to bits and crashing. So we're going to need we more need of those. A lot of these. What we need is loads of those. Keep donating um, your tin cans. Vickers was an interesting company. They mm. uh, built the Vickers machine gun in 1912, oh, uh, used in World War One, yeah. and uh, it was known as the Vickers. And I, th- I think mm-hmm. features in poems, a poem or two. Lovely. Uh, about well, we've got the Vickers gun, so we're yeah. going to stick it to to the Hun or whatever. That, there's nice. my phone. Um, I should do more war poetry, I think. But <laughs> I think you should. Um, on on a on a personal note, I'd like to apologise. I'd like to apologise for that incident with the bomber and oh. uh, a lot of the deaths, uh, because my both my my great grandfather and my mm. grandfather. Uh, were I think ch- chairman of the board of, oh, of Vickers. Of Vickers. <laughs> this <laughs> podcast they, is brought sorry. to you by yeah. the arms industry. We've talked many times about how you know this whole podcast is basically an apologia on behalf of white men, yeah, uh, particularly British white men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to get super specific now on behalf of yeah. my grandfather and my great grandfather. I'm very sorry. Uh, very, I'm very sorry for for all the death. There was a sort of prosaic moment. When, uh, as a child, we, we used to go on a lot of uh, CND and Greenpeace marches, mm. and we ended up protesting outside one of the Vickers factories in Barrow, <laughs> where my grandfather had, you know, been, yeah. been the boss of. Oh. Um, but um, You should have said, he's, he's, he's told us to tell you to just stop. He said, yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah, just close just, it down. Just, Call them off. Yeah, yeah, ring them up, will you? Yeah. So, yeah, Dad. Dad at one point during the during the rally said, "Guys, I sorted it. It's all done." Rang me, Dad. Yeah, he was fine with it. Surprise. Yeah, he was really I should have cool. mentioned it sooner. He's so chilled. He's just going to go back to making bombers that fall to bits in the sky. So <laughs> that's mine. Well, thank you for for that, and I'm very sorry. Well, we forgive you. I forgive oh, you. Oh, by the way, if it's any consolation to everyone, mm. my grandmother uh, absolutely horsed all the money up the wall Yay! and there was none left. So I don't need to think that I'm some sort of landed <laughs> gentry thing. Arms funds. All the money went and it went really fast. So uh, have have no concern that I'm some Sullying kind of... your hands with that filthy money. aristocracy. Yeah, there, there was no money. It all went. So there's that. <laughs> uh, I happy birthday. I'm going to do the birthdays. Happy birthday yeah. to Thomas Hobbes, born in 1588, who described life as nasty, brutish, and short. Although he may have been thinking of Anne Whitcomb. In his book <laughs> Leviathan, he 
essentially defended kings. He loved kings. Um, he was writing during the Civil War, and he thought that someone should really stick up for kings and why we needed kings. And his answer to why we needed kings was so that someone else doesn't chop your head off. You need to have a king who might chop your head off. Right. Uh, Just so that we have clear rules about who's in charge of head chopping. (laughs) It's for your protection, and if you don't submit to it, you can be killed. Uh, (laughs) He, um, yes, his theory was that each individual ceded their own personal power uh, for the protection of a king. Um, He was particularly cynical, brutal, and accused by many people of atheism. It's reasonably readable, Leviathan. It does go on for a bit, because he sort of imagines uh, the state as a body, so the king is the head, and then the peasants are the arms, and, you know, all that that stuff. So who's the legs? Horses or horses? Yeah, that's generally (laughs) generally horses, or long-legged people. People, still people on stilts. (laughs) Still. (laughs) Yeah, people you can hire through specialist theatrical agencies. Ah, the toes. That's Thomas Hobbes, the uh, founder of social theory and uh, just weird man. Conservatives love him. Now, they they still, they go crazy for Thomas Hobbes. Yeah, love a bit of it. Apart from Um, when he says that the king should be able to take anything he wants from his subjects in terms of tax. He said there's no such thing as personal property. You only have what the king allows you to have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, you know, we're talking about caring despotism. Well, mm. he, he was, he was like, I mean, the the alternative is that someone, if there's some big person who could bash your face off, then you have to give mm. them whatever they want, because otherwise they will bash your face off, and that's the basis of the social contract: is you don't want to have your face bashed off, and they have the power to bash your face off, and that's all there is to it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, what kind of pubs are you going to <laughs> <laughs> at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> I have a death for you. Mm. In 1709, the sad death of... Roger the Piles! <laughs> hey, guys! Roger the Piles! Oh, dear. Um, he... <laughs> <laughs> I warned everyone yesterday, it's not difficult. Uh, he was a French painter, you don't want to know. Engraver, you don't want to know. Art critic and diplomat, you might want to know. Uh, so, he was uh, in Venice at one point and he started putting together a very famous collection of prints from people like Rubens and Rembrandt and that and he became a buyer for Louis XIV Uh, but that was just a cover he was actually being a spy what? yeah on who? Uh, the Germans, oh. the Austrians, and all that, and he was really, really terrible at it. <laughs> and it's because of his piles, he was good at the art, but oh, the piles! <laughs> so, in 1692, during the War of the League of Augsburg, which mm, uh, one of my favourite wars of the league, yes, you definitely <laughs> don't need me to click on that link and scan it quickly. Uh, he was arrested in the Hague. Uh, for carrying a, a false passport, and he was imprisoned for five years. Oh. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Roger the Piles. Uh, Roger the Piles, and, and that did nothing for him. And <laughs> once he got out, he became the conseiller honoraire to the Académie de Peinture et de Sculpture. Mm. So the Piles came good in the end. <laughs> Is that why he was a terrible spy? Now, Roger, just sit quietly through this thing. We won't be noticed. Oh, just come yeah, out. okay. Oh. <laughs> Who is that over there? Uh, um, no. <laughs> is that Roger the Piles? <laughs> Get 
get out of it. <laughs> what a lovely image to end on. You're the welcome. The exploding You're... bottom grapes of Roger DePiles. <laughs> Uh, join okay. us tomorrow when we will have yeah. no doubt equally oh, delightful yeah. stories for yeah. you. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, I've got a story about uh, uh, probably the most successful American artist in the last hundred years. Oh. And what an absolute piece of Garbage. Roger he was. Oh dear. Well, Good looking time. forward to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't forget to. But he was t- in interesting ways, you know. So that's, that's always fun. Uh, get in touch on Twitter at, at date underscore fight, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash date fight, or on Patreon, where you can get in that special way of touch, which involves touching us in our hearts. No, it doesn't. It involves a transaction of money. That is all and I have understand love to be. There are some fun bonuses to be had out there, so there do, uh, do check it out. Patreon.com slash yes. take fact, fight. We're about to we go and s- record the dads right now. Yeah, we certainly are. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.